<laughs> rise and shine. Liberty loving patriots, welcome to the Chris Ann Hall <laughs> Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K R I S A N N E H A L L dot com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I promise you that I sound a lot worse than I feel. Um, and no, I haven't been on a bender smoking a pack of cigarettes every three hours. This is, uh, Jay-Z will tell you, this is the standard Christian Hall yearly flu thing that happens to me. It usually happens during the Florida Florida State game. Used to be in November. Yeah, it used to be in November, but we moved <clears throat> south, so maybe that threw my flu schedule off. I don't know. But I'm so very happy to have you here with us today. And uh, welcome, JC. JC. JC missed my rant yesterday. But you watched the interview with, quite frankly, mm -hmm. that it was, was good. a great show. If you guys didn't follow us over to uh, Frank yesterday, I'd like to encourage you to go to uh, Quite Frankly on YouTube and watch that video. Man, I don't remember when the last time that I had an interview that was so packed with red meat in, in a short period of time. Because we really, after we you know finished sort of chatting, we only had about 20 minutes or so. And it was just, it was really great stuff. And so I'm gonna actually, uh, Frank's gonna cut it up and let us put it on our YouTube channel. I have my tea in my uh, Socialist Suck meeting, uh, meeting cup. Uh, just so you know, I have hot tea with honey and uh, cream. That will help me. Now, I don't know how long I'll last today, but I thought, JC, that that we would sort of just have a conversation. Okay. Like a Hall family road trip kind of conversation. Oh, no. And usually these things get sparked by uh, articles that we read or things that we find, uh, you know, videos and, and stuff like that. And the first thing that I want to, the whole thing that I have in my mind, the whole sort of overriding theme is, is regulation. Because we had this great conversation at the university this morning with our students about government regulation, the purpose of government regulation, the necessity of government regulation, and that sort of thing. And the article, one of the articles that really got me started was yesterday. Uh, Janet sent me an article from the Claremont Institute uh, called The American Mind, and the title of the article is Abolish the CIA and FISA. Uh, you want to try to say that name for me? Angelo Cotovilla. Angelo Cotovilla. And what's very interesting is when I read that title to you, you said, uh, or I said, um, the, the secondary title is How to Defend the Republic Against the Deep State. And the first sentence is America's intelligence agencies are the deep state's deepest part and most immediate threat to representative government. What was your response? Do you remember? Uh, I said public education is the deep state's deepest part. I think so and too. And the most immediate threat to. So, with that in mind, Republic. JC, I want to read. Uh, the first two paragraphs, and I want you to th 
I want you to see if his analogy, what he says, because I believe so, and I think we can start our discussion there. Uh, really, the education system fits in there, right? Mm. You could you could interchange those. So yeah. let me read this. Not to say the CIA is not a threat. It's just my opinion. Oh no, I think, no, no, yeah. I think the greatest. FISA and yeah. FISA too, for sure. It's just a different sort of threat. When he said threat to, what did he say? Uh, threat, threat to, to representative rep government. Uh, representative government, yeah. Yeah, to me that's education system. Uh, CIA is kind of a different threat. So I want to read this. I think I'm going to go a little bit further than, than, than I said. It'll go quick. But I want you to keep in mind, JC, that your thought was the education system. And, and as you're listening out there and, and talking in our chat room and everything, I want you to hear what he says, but then see how the education system fits in there. Not just simply education system, but educators, mm -hmm. right? So, am I squishing you? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Ugh. There we go. <laughs> All right. America's intelligence agencies are the deep state's deepest part and the most immediate threat to representative government. They are also not very good at what they're supposed to be doing. Protecting the republic from, from them requires refocusing them on their proper jobs. Intelligence officials abuse their positions to discredit opposition to the Democratic Party, of which they are part, complicit with the media. They leverage the public's mistaken faith in their superior knowledge, competence, and patriotism to vilify their domestic enemies from behind secrecy shields. Pretenses of superior knowledge have always tempted the administrative state's officials to manipulate or override voters. Hence, as Justice Robert H. Jackson, who served as chief prosecutor at the Nuremberg trials, warned, they often turn their powers against whomever they dislike, politically, socially, or personally, and try to minimize the public's access to the basis upon which they act. Yeah, so that whole first part I just parallels. I think the whole thing does. It's yeah. just crazy Cause, to me. Because that's, so what he describes there in that initial part is really not describing the CIA per se. Mm -hmm. It's describing the plan that the CIA, uh, you know, implements. Right. Well, it's the same plan the Marxist, that education yeah. system implements. It's the same plan the IRS, put, put any alphabet agency in there, the media, whatever. It's all the same plan. So that's not that's not specifically, uh, you know, just the CIA. Right, and it's... C um, CIA is just a cog in the wheel of the whole plan. I said that they're not very good at what they're supposed to be doing. The education what? system is supposed to be educating, and they're not very good. At, I mean, our illiteracy rates are higher now than they've ever been. We, what was it... We were listening, uh, JC and I stumbled across this uh, some years ago, and, and I don't know if you guys know this, but the military holds a conference every year called the Mad Scientist Conference. Yeah. And within that conference, they also have science fiction writing competitions. Mm. It's absolutely amazing. And so in this this conversation that they were having today, they were talking about, um, the guy was just hilarious. And and so- Oh, you're talking about the Tradoc Mad Scientist? Yes, the Tradoc. Yeah. So the conference that I was listening to, and I, I encourage everybody, you should, I mean, 
This stuff will blow your mind. Just pick any of the videos. So it's TRADOC is Training and Doctrines Command for United States Army. And they have this annual, what they call Mad Scientist Conference. And uh, these guys, you know, get in there and talk about all kinds of crazy stuff that they're doing, they want to do. I just, you know, they just push the envelope with ideas. But the one today, and I forget the guy's name, I have to look it up, but I was watching the Mad Scientist Conference from 2016. And uh, he was discussing, I guess, generally in the area of neuro neuroscience. Mm -hmm. And oh my goodness, the stuff, the stuff that they already can do. Now I don't know if you know this. I we, we should do another show on this because I yeah. should have the, had the clips already. Oh yeah, but that's fine. We can do that. Did you know? <laughs> did you know? Did you know? <laughs> Were you aware <laughs> that? They can literally, uh, literally or actually, actually <laughs> see the images in your mind. No, Th this is not conspiracy theory. This was not scientific, science, sci-fi, whatever. This was a a science, a neuroscientist, and and he was presenting a study and showing the technology clip of the technology um, where that. Whatever little things are hooked up to a person's head, their their brain, uh, and it's uh, basically receiving impulses. So while you're thinking of whatever, receiving the impulses, and the algorithm is then translating that into an image on a separate screen. So it's actually the the person was looking at an image, right? So it showed what they saw. So the person is looking at this image, the, the computer through an algorithm is then translating what, that, what the person sees, right, to allegedly map, you know, that image, right? So the images would look the same. Now, the images weren't, they weren't perfectly the same thing, but you could see it's close enough to see, okay, this thing is getting in the arena mm -hmm. of being actualized you know what i mean and the guy said yeah you know it's That's not he, he says you know it's not exact but you can kind of see that tweak the algorithms improve the algorithms keep working on this thing and and you'll get there uh there was a japanese study doing the same thing that decided to put the technology on dreams and had the people hooked up on this while they were dreaming and can essentially see their dreams there's, there this was a is 19, not sci-fi. I know, but this was 1980 sci-fi stuff. You remember? Right. Um, I think it was, uh, who was it? The lady, Robert Wagner's wife that he threw over the edge, right, or right. You know, fell over the edge of the mm -hmm, boat, right? Mm -hmm. She was in this movie, and it was this thing that they said on their heads, and and I, I forget what I was, dreamscape or something like that. No, but remember. you get the idea. I don't know how we got from there to here, but I guess CIA, because yeah. actually a lot of this stuff, so a lot of stuff the guy was going through right. as far as experiments and different studies were CIA. And, yeah. and he goes through initially a lot of the stuff in the 50s that they were doing with drugs, with LSD. I mean, the, the experiments that the CIA ran on people and the Army is incredible. I actually, we definitely need to do another show. I actually copied a lot of the screenshots from his, mm -hmm. his uh, you know, PowerPoint slides. And the money being poured, the billions, one was $18 billion mm -hmm. in 2017 just for the Department of, of Defense. And we're only talking about these cognitive neuroscience research experiments. $18 billion for 
various military services essentially to study how to control someone's mind, influence their mind, or augment their mind. Well, the 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 reason I brought and it this, up, and again, it's not sci-fi. I mean, this yeah. this was actualized stuff that they're doing. Again, it's not perfected. It's not you know everything's not you know happening right now. But you see the direction that they're going. You see what they want to do, and you see where they're at relative to this te- right. technology, which is, as you said, even, say, 20 years ago, you'd read in a book or you'd watch a movie and you'd go, no way, that's crazy. What I thought was now am- amazing is they actually have these mad scientist contests and uh, f- uh, science fiction writing contests because they want to see what's in the science fiction mind so they can make it science reality. I mean, that's the whole point. Now, the reason I brought that up because the point was that uh, the education system is not very good at what they do. One, they had a question and answer session at the end, and these are all military people. Apparently somebody in the military, maybe a recruiter, head of a recruiting agency, uh, department stood up and said, uh, he, he asked the neuro guy, what is, basically I'm paraphrasing, what is the future possibility of being able to to directly implant knowledge in people's brains because these recru- these recruits we're getting too are too stupid to do the job that we want them yeah, to do. He says we're giving them entrance exams and they can't pass the entrance exams. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so now the military is looking for a quick way to basically you know bypass Natalie Wood the training and. <laughs> You know, plant the yeah. stuff like Matrix. You know, oh, I know jujitsu. Just plant the right. stuff in your in your mind. <laughs> and and of course, you know, what is I know kung fu. But uh, you know, and then the scientist was was saying, yeah, you can obviously. I mean, he agreed. Yeah, you yeah. can plant informationally. You can plant information today into the brain today. You can. But do it's that. but it's the you know the motor skills yeah. like because the guy said you know make somebody a surgeon. Well, they could get the, the knowledge of a surgeon, but you couldn't make them a surgeon with a download because a surgeon has to develop the fine motor skills over a long period of time. But informationally, you know, yeah. He basically so basic, said technology is there, boom, they can put stuff in your so head. So they can implant thoughts in our brains. There were, there were several experiments that he showed specific to that, not just downloading information for use or knowledge or whatever, but this idea of planting thoughts. They showed this experiment... This was interesting. I guess we're doing the show now, but we have to come back to it. But they showed, you know, there's this little rat. They've got uh, butter, soap, popcorn, or whatever, the rat in the box. And, and he has this, you know, he has this light thing. It's about laser uh, targeting neurons and manipulating the new, fine manipulation of the neurons. And as the rat's walking around, the thing lights up to indicate it's doing its thing. So when it lights up, Boom, he starts eating the popcorn. When it's not on, he doesn't want the popcorn. Light comes back on, he's, he's ravenous. So it showed, and the guy said, he said, now what the military wants are, you know, is this whole network, not just a single little thing like that, but a whole bunch of them. And basically, he, he says, and what could you do with that? And he says, you know, possibly, you know, connect and interact with someone from a distance. So essentially control someone's action you know, from the other side of the planet or whatever, just through this, this thing. It's unbelievable. So, but the point was, at least on the rat level, conceptually, the technology is there. It's already there. So now yeah. they're talking about 
you know, scaling it up to the point of, of making that um, making that usable. And, and obviously now we, you know, you think back again, this goes back to the 50s. And, and, and by the way, if they're doing it in the 50s, then, you know, you think how far have they perfected this and where mm-hmm. are you now? You, you've had this stuff where, uh, you know, they've shown this kind of sonic delivery of thoughts into somebody's head where that they think either they're hearing <laughs> we voices like coast to coast today. <laughs> yeah, either hearing voices or they, you know, they perceive it as their thought. Yeah. I mean, so it, you know, it's like, "Oh my gosh, this is tinfoil hat stuff." These were not conspiracy theories. It's not some sci-fi Mm-mm. story. This was this a professional neuroscientist talking to military, military leaders yes. about potential technology. Mm-hmm that they may or may not want to employ, uh, what did he say, as, as, uh, as, as leaders and as procurers and planners, he kept saying as planners <clears throat> and people in the procurement process to decide, you know, financially, is this, is this beneficial? Can you do it a, 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 you know, a simple way, an easier way? Not that we can't do it, but basically, yeah, we have this capability, you just have to decide is it worth your money to actually do it that way or can you accomplish another simple simple way? So it's not like, no, no, this is crazy. You can't do that stuff. It's not real. No, he was saying, yeah, we could do this. It's in its early stages, some of these things, but the trajectory is obvious to where it's going. Now, he said some of this stuff, you know, there are, I, I uh, you know, essentially physiological physics limitations and some of the stuff he, he's kind of skeptical that, you know, we're not going to ever get to that get to the point on some of these things where they want to go. But the stuff that he admitted, yes, is possible, yes, they're doing, was frightening enough not even to think about the stuff that he would say probably not ever going to be possible. What yeah. is possible is absolutely frightening what they're already doing. It's unbelievable. So I encourage anybody, you want to have your mind blown, and again, not somebody's YouTube channel just talking about their idea of stuff. These are the actual implementers and people <laughs> no, these are, conducting is, the experiment. It's experiments. a conference, yeah. and so it's like being Tradoc. A, it's like it's on YouTube. Yeah, and it's they on have their YouTube. own channel. It's the Army, U.S. Army Tradoc Mad Scientist Conference. And they, and they have, put all the videos. It's up. like attending a, a breakout session. Yeah, they like actually were actually there, so they film the breakout sessions as they're teaching. They them. stream them. They yeah. actually it's streamed live. You can just watch. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. All right, so, so anybody calls you conspiracy theories about this stuff, they're absolutely bonkers. I mean, here, here are the guys doing it, talking about what they're doing. And this is why we need to be concerned about the level at which the government is actually regulating our lives. This is part of regular. I mean, seriously, when, I, when we started this conversation, we got sort of way off in a tangent, but this is about education. This is about intelligence. This is about uh, regulatory agencies, the war on drugs, all of this stuff. If we think about it honestly, the public education system is the greatest regulatory agency in America because it regulates thought. Mm-hmm. It teaches us what our, our, our people what to think, how to think, and they have such an arrogance about it. I loved this part right here. I don't think you, maybe you didn't think it applied as much as I did. But um, it says, uh, they leverage the public's mistaken faith and their superior knowledge, competence, and patriots and patriotism to vilify their domestic enemies from behind secrecy shield. 
we're not allowed to see who's writing the textbooks. Mm -hmm. We're not allowed to be a part of writing the textbooks. We're not even allowed to question the textbooks. We're not allowed, they're vetted textbooks. Well, who vets them? How do they vet them? And the moment you start questioning, then you are absolutely demonized. And so that was the, it, that really, your comment really, really made me think about that. And so then my mind, in as it does, jumped to the article that I sent you from the Cato Foundation, which says, evidence pours more cold, evidence pours more cold water <coughs> on the false narrative that prescriptions caused the opiate crisis, right? So we have this whole system to regulate prescriptions, to regulate medicine, to regulate doctors, so that the government can, pre can prevent drug abuse. When the statistics show that the regulation is not having a prescriptive effect. No. Well, and because it, as the article points out, the, the premise upon which it is built is false in the first place. The idea is the reason there is there is an alleged opioid and overdose crisis is because of all these doctors prescribing so many pills, you know, for pain, and that is not borne out in the studies. There there is no correlation mm -hmm. between doctors prescribing these opioid medications and addiction, right. opioid addiction, and overdose. There there is no there's no correlation whatsoever. It's completely false. And so then the whole then law so-called law enforcement and people like in our state, Pam Bondi, this is one of her kicks of, you know, quote unquote, shutting down the pill. I had mix. my fun with Pam Bondi the other day too, you know. I yeah, just, so th that was her whole thing. Like that was her that big is. crusade back in the day um, when she was here in Florida, you know, shut down all the pill mills because we have an opioid crisis. And she was banging that drum every day. No, the one problem with that, it's completely false. It's absolutely, absolutely false. false. And so, but that's the, the entire approach of almost every jurisdiction in the United States. That's what, that's what they target. That's how they say they're going to solve this thing. Meanwhile, right. well, they, so we have a crisis that, that, that has been created. Mm -hmm. And then the way we're going to fix this is to increase regulation, which interpreted as government power yeah. and the government, right, with more regulation, you have to have more regulators, which means you have to have more money, you have to have a bigger budget. So we, we're perpetuating all of this mm -hmm. to, to fix a problem that doesn't even get fixed. And, and my, my whole understanding is, and, and I wanted you to really get into this, is that we can't fix a problem when we don't even know what the source is, no. right? So we have, well, as the, the unsuspecting American has this idea that the FDA and the uh, the drug, the alcohol, alcohol, tobacco, all the drug regulatory agencies are out there to help us be healthy. Right. But that's not why these organizations started. No, that's not their purpose. And I, we mentioned this before, Chasing the Scream uh, is a great book that documents the hit, the origin, the history, um, and, and the issue of, of drug addiction and you know what that's really all about and, and how it ought to be looked at. So it's a total false paradigm. And you said, uh, you know, we're not dealing with 
the source and so we're not solving the problem. I think I take it a step further when you identify the wrong source, right? They've identified the wrong reason and then that's what they target. So now you're actually creating additional problems. Now there's, well, what at least on the surface we might see as unintended consequences. They could be intended consequences, but nevertheless, it's consequences that have no connection to the problem that you're trying uh, to solve. So, you know, we know the, the whole the whole war on drugs framework is a complete farce. Uh, and and this is and, and it's so, just so here's the a thing sometimes power grabbing money building yeah. coffer building industry for the government. And it's hard sometimes it's hard to and I know in the end it doesn't matter, but it's hard to to flesh out uh, you know, then who who are who are the folks and what are their motivations in doing this? People and I'm speaking people like uh, Pam Bondi. So does, is Pam Bondi? Uh, does she understand the the falsehood? Does she understand the charade, or is she just a useful idiot that actually believes? You know, they've found the reason why it's a problem, and she's just she's just on this gung ho crusade because she just, she's an idiot and doesn't know, at least in this in in that area. Uh, you know, is ill-informed, and she's just being used by the manipulators. I mean, look at we. And I think a lot of your, a lot of the police are like that. Yeah. They, they, they give them something, and all. They just hear that this is the, this is the target, right? It's like a pit bull, and you just, you give them the scent, and then you sick them. So that's the target. It's the doctors. It's these pill, these pill mills, and boom, they go after it. They don't know anything any different. They don't think about it. They don't use their brain, uh, and they're going after a complete false. Uh, you know, false source, false Well, the war on drugs is an invention by the government to begin with. And and just lest someone think that the first 15 minutes of the show was not on topic, what we had was uh, the government (laughs) agents actually telling us that we have done, and a a neuroscientist telling us that it was the government that was doing psychedelic drug experiments on our soldiers. I mean, if we don't understand that our Vietnam vets came back addicted to drugs and whacked out in their brains because of the experiments that our government actually did to them, right? I'm chuckling because I have an uncle that actually went, I mean, went back for the drugs. He wanted to go back to, (laughs) came home so whacked out and, and then he, he actually signed up for another tour to go back to Vietnam for the whole purpose of going back to the drugs. So yeah, I mean it was it's a mess. And and you know that's another thing you see. And I think we should probably do tomorrow's show on the thing and just show the clips of what this right. guy is talking about. But you know they experiment on the soldiers, experiments on the soldiers, drugs, drugs, and and you know all sorts of things. And that's one thing. This neuroscientist was also an uh, an ethicist, so he was. You know, he kept hitting them with the idea of should you do this or shouldn't you do this, and he talked about the notion that you know you got these soldiers. Is your concern just you know they're going to do whatever job you get them amped up to do and, and right. augmented to do, or should you have some concern after they leave the military? What have you done to them? Don't right. do you, do you have an obligation to undo what you've done? And of course, we know the the government. Uh, you know, those in government and those running these agencies are not interested in that side of no, it. No, because the military believes that they, when you join the military, own their, you, they own your body. I mean, you can right. be court-martialed for a sunburn. 
in the U.S. Army. So you can't tell me that it's not, uh, th that mentality is there. Once you're gone and they've used you up, they don't need you anymore, then they are thrust into the VA medical system, who, that's a whole nother show. But the regulatory authority of the federal government is practically non-existent. So right. when we talk about the uh, ATF, when we talk about uh, the FDA, when we talk about the EPA, we talk about all of these regulatory agencies, we have to understand that our tax dollars are being used to fund agencies that simply have no authority to exist. I mean, Chasey, there's so much awakening happening now about the deep state this, the deep state that, and finding that. I'm, I, I'm, I'm waiting for it to catch on that the deep state is not just the FBI. The deep state are all these regulatory agencies right. that exist generationally. These people live and die. I mean, they, they, they graduate from college and they stay there until they die. And their whole job is to create revenue for the agency to justify their paycheck. Yeah. It, it's interesting that the way people look at or think about or define this, this notion of deep state, the way I hear folks talk about it, is, that, is as if you know, the deep state is, is some sort of uh, organization or, or people who are, in the, who are in the shadows, like the whole right. deep state is in the shadows. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, you know, you think about people like organizations like the CIA, FBI, and then people that you don't know and, and, and don't see. But the right. fact of the matter is it's, it's bigger than that. The, the corporate media is part of the deep state. Mm -hmm. Public education is part of the deep state. I think we have to yeah. think more broadly about this thing. As, as you said, when you pointed out in this guy's article talking about what the CIA does and why they're a threat. Okay, if what he describes the CIA doing makes them a threat and part of the deep state, then by definition, the corporate media is part of deep state. The public education system is part of deep state. All these other groups that are out there in the open doing it every day in your face, they're, act, they're going by the very same script using the very same techniques. So and this, it, this, the script is the globalist Marxist. Yeah, so agenda, this so. globalist cabal, mm -hmm. they're, not just, they're not just the CIA. They're not just of a handful of members uh, in the FBI. This thing has permeated really our entire society. I mean, let's, let's be reminded here of some, something simple, syntactically. Uh, they are globalist. That means they are global, mm -hmm. right? They're not isolated in some uh, executive agency in the United States. They are everywhere. And I know we sound this sounds tenfold has crazy, but it sounds crazy because whoever thinks it's crazy is an idiot. You don't know what's going on. The stuff is everywhere. They've taken they've taken they're in all of these pieces and parts of our society, and many of those parts. They run them. They control them and dictate the, the fact that everything we, they do. The fact that we actually even have regulatory agencies is a complete misconception of what, a, what our kind of government was established to be, a constitutional republic based on liberty and self-governance. A regulatory agency, and I'll just say from the state level as well and the federal level, 
these got these agencies are outside the realm of liberty and when i say this jc i inevitably tick somebody off because somebody's you know aunt or uncle or brother or father worked in the regulatory agency so let me just be very clear i'm not saying that people who work in the regulatory agencies are evil i'm not saying that they're out to to you know take us to the cleaners and to rule over our lives but i am telling you that is the purpose of the regulatory agency and the regulations as i mentioned to the class this morning the worst and this is also going to blow some people's minds the worst thing that we did in the federal government was we had the the legislators pass a law that said regulatory agencies must be self-funding because everybody was ticked off at all the money that was going into the regulatory agencies and so you know how it is you you get people in their emotional fervor and then everybody starts looking for the quick fix and nobody as Thomas Sowell says they don't go and think on to step 2 and so oh We don't want to fund these regulatory agencies anymore. So we'll pass a law that says they have to be self uh regenerating. Well, excuse me, what product does the EPA make? <laughs> right? What does the EPA actually produce to make revenue? I'll tell you what the EPA produces to make revenue. They produce permits and they produce fines. And people don't realize the depth of that, JC. I I personally experienced that as an analytical chemist in Louisiana. I know personally that the EPA sets up guidelines for for petroleum plants and says, "Okay, in order for you to meet environmental standards, you have to do A, B, C, D, E, and F. And then you'll be good. We'll be we'll be we'll leave you alone. We won't find you will own anything." And then the EPA sets the fines at a lower cost than it would take the plant to meet the standard so they never meet the standard because it's cheaper to pay the fine than it is to comply and meanwhile the EPA gets a constant stream of revenue and proving they don't give a flip about the environment because Westlake Louisiana I don't know what it's like now but when I was there in the 90s it according to the St. Jude's uh, Children's Hospital Westlake Louisiana was the cancer capital of the world even though they were regulated beyond existence by the EPA. You think people like these limp-wristed Republicans go along with a scheme like that cuz they cuz they maybe have in mind oh we make them pay for their self and then that will weaken them cuz they don't have the mountain oysters to stand up and say they shouldn't exist get rid of them they go oh we'll 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 sneak weaken them by the by saying you got to fund yourself and then that doesn't work so these half measures I, I can't because they're scared to get the job done. around that logic how do you weaken them by telling them they got to fund themselves and then you give them a complete autonomous arbitrary authority to collect people you have the EPA charging the 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 family in Bonner County Idaho $37,000 a day for cleaning out a drainage ditch seriously i, I again it it is it is a lack of of 
Mountain what? oysters. Mountain oysters. Yeah. It's 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 the very definition. <laughs> it's the very definition of uh, of my one of my favorite big words, pusillanimous. Right. Pusillanimous is you go look it up. Pusillanimous. It's where you get the phrase uh, pussycat. Right. Okay. Because it there means, are a bunch of pussy cats. Yeah, because pusillan pussy cat is the shorting of pusillanimous, which means cowardice to the point of revulsion. Mm-hmm. And I love that word because most people don't, you know, know what it yeah. means, and so they look at you like, and I'm like, yeah, you are. That's what you are. But we, as an American people, right? And this is one thing that maybe. Uh, Donald Trump is not doing enough of, okay? Maybe one thing among others, because he doesn't stop the ATF. They found us. They don't like what we're saying. Oh, man. So they, <laughs> so there's going to be a little bit of lag now because they don't like us talking about it. Maybe yeah. they didn't like you saying mountain oysters. Who no, knows? I, I, you know, the whole time we were talking about that first, in that first part we were discussing, I was, in my mind, I'm thinking, when, when are they going to start throttling this? Because this can't possibly be what they want us to talk about. And then, no. we, and then we, we got this, the big green the big green message. It's actually yellow deer. Whatever. Yellow message. <laughs> I'm color deficient. This this big yellow band. Here. You you will them. yeah, you will be experiencing uh, uh, I forget. Web? No yeah. Oh yeah. No. So, Facebook. Put so on the Facebook. Viewers will be experiencing uh, buffering. There. So right there. YouTube yeah. is not receiving enough video <laughs> to maintain stu- smooth streaming. So that's how that's how they jerk you around. Yeah. So yeah. don't be surprised we start buffering and freezing. You know, they used to do that to Frank a lot. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so they don't like that kind of talk. No. You start hitting at the globalists. I mean, like like we're getting we're hitting close to you home. You start getting at the education system. Yeah. You start getting at the globalist agenda. You start pointing out how these regulatory agencies, number one, have no constitutional authority to exist much less steal money from you. I mean, that's exactly what you're doing. JC, would this not be extortion? I mean, they are literally robbing American citizens with no due process, with, with, uh, with complete arbitrary unlimited power to fund themselves. That's no different than Vinny down, you know, I don't mean, whatever, the, the mob coming and holding a gun and and to your head and saying, you're gonna give me, you're gonna give me money so I can you know, fund my endeavors. There's no reason whatsoever these regulatory agencies should exist at all. Maybe help is coming. So do you see this latest fast radio burst? A mysterious deep space FRB is sending signals to Earth every 16 days. So we're getting a message from space every 16 yes. days. Well, praise God, we got the Space Force now. Right. What's yeah. going on up there? See? What's going on up there? We need, so, this we has need, been so now we need another regulatory agency to govern over our space communication. I want to know who thinks this, we're sort of like, what do you call this? Free? Free speak. Free, free thinking. Whatever. whatever. Um, who thinks, like me, that there is a military base on the moon? <laughs> who, who thinks that? Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin said that. Buzz Aldrin who thinks there's that? a, sp- a military space on the He's been there, right? Yeah. I mean, Buzz has been okay, there. Okay, so he here's my this. analogy. 
I don't know if there is a military base on the moon or not, but if there isn't, there's a whole lot of wasted space up there because we've already been there. Nice, nice Sagan reference. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Thank Very you. Good. <laughs> Very good. Anyway, so, you know, I remember back in, um, uh, what was that? When, when when Gore and Clinton were in there and they, they had the whole, there was the whole budget, expose the budget kind of thing. And, mm -hmm. and we trotted out like the $50,000 toilet seat or what have you and, and the whatever, $100,000. Oh, they should have said a whole lot of wasted money too. Yeah, but it was just the whole idea of, like it was a joke. Like they were honestly mocking the people like, ah, you think we're spending this money on toilet seats. I mean, that was kind of the message. So there's there's tons. I mean, th and this is the thing to go back to the beginning with the article about the CIA, you know, being a threat. Um, and I thought it was interesting. The comment he says they don't do they don't do what they're supposed to do very well. Now I, I kind of have to take exception to that because because you're not taking into account what their job actually is. Exactly. When you <laughs> when you go back Marxist globalist agenda. But when you go back to the CIA from from its inception and the stuff that it's done, its entire history. So it, it, so I would say this. Government coups, they don't overturning they don't civil disruptions perform their cover very well. Like they don't do they the don't things fool us well enough. Yeah, they don't do the things that is their cover. They don't do that very well. You're supposed to be collecting intelligence and laying in the snow when they're like, that's just their cover. That's not actually what they're doing. That's not their purpose. That never was their purpose from the beginning. So I think they do what they do very well. Uh, yeah. I think this guy just has a little different idea of what their what their mission what their real true mission is. I just want one, one more thing about the, thi the about the military base on the moon. It, it defies logic to me that it's been since 1969 that we've done anything up there. Mm -hmm. As conquering as our governments around the globe are. Yeah. Seizing territory. Come on now. Seriously? There's a whole lot more stuff going up and down than we actually know. We, In space? We're, yeah, than we're actually told about. Yeah, I believe that. All right, well... I think I'm going to have to call it short tonight, JC. I need to get something on my throat. Hope I you guys enjoyed our little three radio fireside chat. Uh, three radio interviews tomorrow. So make sure you go to uh, our social media this evening and find out where all those radio interviews actually are. Uh, please don't forget to like and share. Uh, you saw them throttling us already, so you know they're actually going to be stopping th the algorithms on this show. Yeah. Bottom line, they're going to defeat the algorithms. We're not going to get anywhere unless you guys help us. So don't forget, text IMPACT2020 to 33777. Enter your email at the prompt, and then don't, don't leave. Don't stop until you get to this page. You'll see uh, <coughs> contribution place and then pick your pick your level of support just five bucks a month ten bucks a month and uh, you can keep keep the show going we really do appreciate all of your support and we have I mean seriously less than a cup of coffee a month 
and you do give us a great deal of support. Plus, for me, it's just like a morale booster. It's like when the people give us our super chat bonus here. I'm like, woohoo! It gets me. <laughs> it makes me happy. So, uh, knowing that you guys want to invest in the message of liberty and you believe what we're doing is valuable is very, very important to us. So, uh, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your. Uh, well wishes. I know I'm going to be better tomorrow. God bless you guys. Yeah, come back tomorrow. We'll, we're going to go over that uh, Mad Scientist conference. If you really haven't seen cool that, stuff, man. it will blow your mind.